chapter number 2, verses 1 through 4. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Now, Paul had a heart after God. He had a shepherd's heart. He had their best interest at heart at all times. As a leader over God's people, he could see the future after his departure. What he saw caused him to have great concern for all the saints who had never seen him physically. He had a great concern for the Colossian believers and the church at Laodicea, especially for the Laodicean believers with good reasons. Because after Paul left the scene, we read in Revelation of the lukewarm condition of the church at Laodicea. He wanted all of their hearts to be comforted, being knitted together in love. Then he says, unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding. Again, it was Paul's desire for all saints to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Then he says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Make no mistake about it, my brothers and sisters in Christ. All that we need is in Jesus Christ. The reason I am sharing all this with you all is that I don't want anyone to beguile or to victimize you with enticing, sweet talking words. I don't want you to be impressed with their worldly philosophies. Stick with the word of God, no matter what. Look at the heart of this man of God. Hallelujah. Look at verses five through seven. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit. Joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Now Paul tells them that though he is absent physically, he is there with them in the spirit, full of joy, constantly watching over them as a shepherd observing their order and their steadfastness of faith in Christ. He wanted them to stand firm in the apostles' doctrine and to continue to grow in God with thanksgiving every step of the way. All right, let's look at verse number 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now, Paul instructs the Colossian believers to be on the lookout, to stay away from the philosophies of men. He told them to stay away from folks who taught the tradition of men rather than the word of God. We are not to build our lives on some worldly system. Rather, we are to live our lives according to what the word of God teaches only. All right, look at verse number nine. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, this is a clear cut statement of the deity of Jesus Christ. There is not a clear way to say it. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. All right, let's look at verses 10 through 15. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and put it off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Bear it with him in baptism, 
wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who had raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spalled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Listen, Paul says here that we are complete in him. He tells the Colossian believers that the new birth is the real circumcision. Every believer in Christ has been spiritually circumcised by God. Identification with Christ is putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of, of Christ, which is a spiritual circumcision. He says that we were buried with him in baptism. When you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. It is by this baptism that we are identified with Christ and we are also risen with him, journed to the living God through the faith of the operation of God who has raised us from the dead. Paul then goes on to show that salvation is not the improvement of the old nature, but rather the importation of a new nature. Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. He nailed our sins to his cross. And by completing his mission, hallelujah, by completing this mission set forth for him by the Father, he spawned principalities and powers, and he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The first Adam sold us to sin, but Jesus came and took back what was his. No one can even begin to measure the value of the victory wrought by Jesus Christ for us. Jesus did it all. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus did it all. My God, I feel good here. Look at verses 16 and 17. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Now Paul instructs the Colossian believers not to be tricked into observing ordinances that are only ritual and liturgical, for they have no present value. Now, under the old covenant, God gave certain rituals for his people for only a certain period of time. They were only a shadow of things to come. Everything pertinent to Christ. Now that Jesus Christ has come, there is no more need for those practices. All right, let's look at verses 18 and 19. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruded into those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands have having nourishment ministered and knit together, increase it with the increase of God. Now here we see that there are two types of humility. True humility is humbling oneself to God. False humility was that of worshiping angels. Paul instructs them not to allow the Gnostics to deceive them with their false teachings of worshiping angels. God and God alone is to be worshiped. The Gnostics and the Judaizers were full of pride because of the observance of these rituals, such as the, the observance of special days, the keeping of all the food laws, and so on. They thought 
they were made righteous in doing so and taught others to do the same. But we are no longer under the law. We do not work for salvation. We don't work for salvation. We are nothing without Jesus Christ. Everything flows through him. We are justified by Jesus Christ. He is the head and we are knitted together with him, increasing on a daily basis with the increase of God. My God, I feel good. Rituals and man-made religions can't save you. You have to come through Jesus. Jesus and Jesus alone is the answer for the world today. Verses 20 through 23. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all ought to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in, in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Paul is simply telling them, since you died, when Christ died, do not return to pre-cross living. Jesus is the only way. We died with him. We were buried with him and rose with him. We are now under a new covenant called grace. We are no longer under the law, nor are we to abide by man-made rituals. We are not to take our Christian liberty and put it back under bondage. Paul tells them, don't you allow the Judaizers or the Gnostics to place you under bondage. There is no need to go back under the law. Jesus was the final sacrifice it is finished Jesus said these three powerful words it is finished hallelujah out with the old and in with the new we are now under the new covenant called grace my God my God my God 